It's radio theater for your soul. It's radio theater for your soul. With storytellers gather around the mic. Come on, let's go. Live readings, traditional, contemporary, original, scripted plays, film, and poetry. The storytellers gather around the mic to be with your host, Miss Shanice C.L. Coleman, a.k.a. Courageous Love, always just a cut above. Yeah. Soul audience, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to season seven of my radio show. My name is Shani C.L. Coleman, also known as Courageous Love, and I am your host who will be gathering with the storytellers around the mic weekly. Storytelling is a gift. It is meant to be shared, and our mission is to continue to provide a global stage for storytellers of all genres of storytelling. Even from the subways of New York City, you're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul. So, does anyone want to know what Radio Theater for Your Soul is really all about? Yeah, tell us what is Radio Theater for Your Soul. You want to know what it's about? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll tell you. In a nutshell, it is all about storytelling and storytellers featuring voices, unique voices, the written and or unwritten words during this broadcast, podcast, episode, show, whatever you prefer to call it. I call it internet radio, our global stage, as mentioned earlier, our gathering place around the mic that virtually replaces the baobab tree, where all kind of stories continue to be shared. So please stay tuned. You're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul, where storytellers gather around the mic. Gathering around the mic to share their voice is another great featured storyteller with another great story. Enjoy! Hello everyone! My name is Sathania Gabrian Acampa Demicilio. I am 15 years old because I was born on September 14, 2006. I have a YouTube channel called Nathania Demicilio. The spelling of Nathania Demicilio is N-A-T-H-A-N-I-A space D-E-M-E-C-I-L-L-O. 
I am also the author of the book, Amy and the Fate Scouts, The Diamonds of Dandasterton. I repeat, Amy and the Fate Scouts, The Diamonds of Dandasterton, which is now available on Amazon. Today, I will be reading chapter one of my book. Enjoy! Chapter one, The Aster and the Dandelion. No, shouted Amy. I'm not leaving this house and you can't make me. Amy was an 11-year-old girl with black hair who loved her family and never wished to meet people she never knew. But Amy, her kind aunt said with a concerned voice, you can't stay in this house forever. You must transfer to another place where you can socialize with other people. Why, auntie? Amy reasoned with Alice blue tears in her eyes as she saw her aunt Adelie packing out the poor girl's colorful clothes inside her luggage with a watermelon design. Why can't I stay here forever with mommy, daddy, and you always? Why can't I just homeschool like I always do? I'm always happy here. Can't you see? Aunt Adelie gave a small, faint laugh. Well, you don't seem very happy to me at all. And I'm sure you'll be really happy when we move to Dandasterton. I've heard there are many kind people there. Just as they were talking, Mr. Anderson, Amy's father, entered the room. Is everyone done packing? He asked. Once we are all done, we will leave at nine o'clock tomorrow. Mr. Anderson took a short stop when he noticed that Amy was looking down with a grumpy face and some tears trickling down her eyes. Now how's my beautiful Amy? He asked. And why is she crying? She's still sad about transferring, Aunt Adelie explained. Daddy! Amy yelled. Please tell Auntie that we can't transfer out of this house and we won't go to Dandasterton. Oh, Amy, said her father, I already told you that we sold the house and we will transfer to a new one. Besides, you've been staying here for 11 years and it's now time that we have a change. But I don't want to go, Amy hesitated. My life was perfect. I'm content staying here and you can't change my mind. Have you forgotten? her father asked. Your homeschooling this year has already been over. This Friday afternoon is already your summer vacation. He looked at his watch with a brown leather strap that he was proud of wearing and realized that it had a smudge. I'd rather stay here all summer, Amy muttered. Aunt Adelie zipped Amy's watermelon luggage. All right, Amy, she said. Your things are all set and packed up for tomorrow. Now, why don't we all go downstairs while I bake some cookies and maybe that can cheer you up. Amy's face lightened up. Cookies, she exclaimed. Amy always likes eating cookies and the ones that her aunt would bake were her favorite. Thank you, Addie, said Mr. Anderson to his sister while wiping his watch. I don't know what I'd do without you. My pleasure, Alex, Aunt Adelie replied. Down the stairs, Amy went with a cheerful face. She almost forgot about transferring. The only thing in her mind now was chocolate chip cookies. Mommy, Auntie is going to bake me some cookies, she told her mom. Well, I can see that you are quite in a good mood all of a sudden, Mrs. Anderson replied. Maybe you've changed your mind about transfer just as Mrs. Anderson was about to say the word transferring. Her husband looked her in the eyes and put his finger on his lips, which meant to say, shh, don't remind her. Mr. Anderson didn't like the thought of his daughter crying into bitter tears again. 
He wanted Amy to enjoy her time in the house while she still can. After all, it was her last day to do so. While Aunt Adelie, or Aunt Addie for short, was preparing the cookie dough like she always would whenever she baked cookies in the kitchen, Amy sat on the couch in the living room with a content face. She looked around the living room she was in. Books of different subjects and colors on the shelves, square and rectangle pictures of her family hanging on the green wall, and the purple flower vase filled with different types of flowers on the small brown table in the middle of the room. She started to wonder where in the world those flowers came from, for Amy never left the house. It was always her Aunt Adelie who went outside to pick flowers and place them inside that purple flower vase. She started to become curious about what it was like to be outdoors. Her father always left to work every weekday from 9 o'clock to 3, which was the same time Amy had her homeschooling. Her mom would usually leave to buy groceries or other things occasionally. Aunt Adelie was the one who would homeschool Amy every weekday. She was like Amy Skulls' friend. After all, she was Amy's teacher, aunt, and company in the house, and she would always look after Amy and bake her cookies every time she saw it good do so. For the first time in forever, Amy started to think to herself that maybe going outside wasn't a bad idea after all. Maybe it would be nice to see the world outside the house she has been staying in for more than 11 years. Amy, her aunt called in the middle of Amy's thoughts. The cookies are ready. Coming, auntie, Amy replied as she got off the couch and to the kitchen. As she sat down at the kitchen table, ready to eat the chocolate chip cookies, Aunt Addie brought them to the table to cool down. Don't forget to wash your hands, Amy, reminded her aunt. You don't want icky, disgusting germs on your hands while you handle these cookies. Yes, auntie, Amy replied. She got out of her seat and went to the sink to wash her hands. As she was doing this, she started to ask her aunt some questions. Auntie, where did you get those flowers on the table in the living room? From outside, Amy, her aunt responded. I picked them from the meadow, just two blocks from here. What are those flowers called? Amy asked as she dried her hands. Well, Aunt Adelie started to search her thoughts. The yellow ones with a star shape and a trumpet structure and an orange bulb are called daffodils. They belong to a genus called Narcissus. The one with many white petals and a yellow floral disc is a daisy. And the ones with yellow hair like petals are dandelions. <laughs> Amy chuckled as she bit a piece of her chocolate chip cookie. They all start with the letter D. Amy always admired her aunt for her smartness. It was no wonder why she was Amy's teacher. But what about the purple ones? Oh, I almost forgot about that, her aunt replied. They don't start with the letter D. Those are called asters. They really stand out among the rest, she added. They're the only purple ones in the group but they do match with the base's color. I can see that you are still in study mode even when it's already Friday afternoon, Amy, Adelie commented. Why did you ask about the flowers? Well, she replied, I was wondering if transferring wasn't a bad idea after all. May I ask, what is it like in Dandasterton? Now that you've mentioned it, Aunt Adelie always enjoyed talking with Amy. I found that it is named after two flowers. Is that why you put those certain flowers in that vase? She asked. I noticed the flowers were different today. Observant little girl, Amy, her aunt spoke proudly. Anyways, Dandasterton is named after the dandelion flower and the aster flower. 
Your parents have been talking about that place, and as a teacher, I've been reading about it. So, I decided to pick some dandelions and some asters. I almost forgot about it until you asked me. So, before we end this Friday, why don't I give you an extra special lesson to learn before tomorrow? Is it a story, Auntie? Amy asked with sparkles in her eyes. She always loved it whenever her aunt gave her lessons that were stories. Yes, indeed it is, Amy, Aunt Adelie replied. And it is a true one. Yay! Amy exclaimed with her Dora bangs bouncing as she pounced lightly on her chair with some cookie in her mouth. Tell me, tell me! All right, let's begin, her aunt began. Long ago, there were two best friends, Angelina Andrews and Daphne Santos. Although they were best friends, they were very different from each other. Angelina had fair skin and long blonde hair. Daphne had dark skin and black curly hair. Angelina was born into a very wealthy but Christian family, and Daphne was born into a poor family who knew nothing about Christ. They were best friends ever since they were kids. They first met at the ages of nine when Angelina was already studying in a sophisticated Christian private school, and Daphne was sent there to earn a few dollars by selling some flowers from her hometown. The flowers she was selling were very colorful and of all sorts, but nobody paid any attention to Daphne, for she was a poor girl dressed in cheap rags. After two days of unsuccessful sales, Daphne was very hungry and very sorrowful. Flowers for sale, she cried. Beautiful, colorful flowers for sale. Just five cents each. She hasn't eaten anything but the leftovers of the meals of the students for the past two days. On the third day, Daphne lost all hope. She sat down at the swing of the playground, sobbing with her flowers in her basket. Her tears have dampened the flowers a bit. All the kids were in class when she was thinking to herself. <laughs> Why hasn't anybody bought my flowers yet? I had to go home and back just to sell them, and none of these children wanted to buy just one flower. When it was 12 noon, Angelina went to the playground while the rest of the children were getting their lunches. Angelina noticed Daphne and her big basket of flowers. Daphne was still crying with hunger. Angelina took pity on the poor girl. Hello, Angelina greeted kindly. My name is Angelina. Why are you holding a big basket of beautiful flowers? But you seem very sad. Daphne looked at Angelina, wiping off her tears, and said, They are for sale. I picked them from my hometown and was sent here so that I can earn some money. I haven't eaten anything but scraps for the past two days because nobody bought my flowers and I have no money to buy any food. My mom sent me here because it was a Christian school. She thought that you children would take pity on the poor people. But I guess because I'm dressed in rags, nobody even wants to talk to me. Well, except for you. How much is a flower? Angelina asked. Just five cents, Daphne replied. I think I have some cents in my pocket, Angelina said as she searched her pockets. I have ten cents. I can buy two flowers. But there are just so many. I don't know what to pick. Can you give me a suggestion? Well, Daphne started. This purple one is called an aster. Aster meanings include love and wisdom. This yellow one is a dandelion. 
After a certain time, it should turn into a puffball, and you can blow it. This white one is a... I'll take the aster and the dandelion, please, Angelina interrupted. Here are the ten cents. So Daphne gave her the dandelion and the aster with ten cents in return. But Angelina didn't want to just leave Daphne here. So Angelina invited Daphne to eat beside her during lunchtime. She bought Angelina a big meal with the lunch money her, her parents gave her. The ten cents were just from her pocket. Daphne and Angelina became quick friends that day, and very good ones too. And the next few days, Angelina bought more flowers from Daphne and invited her to lunch like before. To symbolize their friendship, the aster and the dandelion were bought, and Angelina would let Daphne hold the dandelion when it was a puffball, while Angelina held the aster flower. Daphne would blow the dandelion puffball while the seeds would fly in the air. They talked about a lot of things, but one day, they had this certain conversation. Angelina, Daphne asked, why is it that some people in the world are very poor and some people are really rich? Well, Angelina replied, I'm not very sure, but everything has a purpose. Only God knows, I suppose. I know nothing about that God stuff, Daphne said. Say, how do you know about God? Well, my teacher and my parents taught me ever since I was little, Angelina replied. Tell me more, please. Daphne was very curious like you, Amy. Well, Angelina replied, God created the world and he was so lonely, so he created man. But because of sin, man cannot have eternal life. So God sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die, to die on the cross here to wash our sins away so that we may have eternal life. Jesus loves everyone, and he wants us to have eternal life with him. Does he love the poor people too? Daphne asked. I don't think you would pay any attention to a poor girl dressed in rags, such as me. Oh, Daphne, Angelina said. Of course he loves you. He loves everyone. He loves the poor, the rich, the young, and the old. Everyone. Where is he now? Daphne asked. I would sure like to meet him. He's in heaven now. He is sitting at the right hand of God, Angelina continued. And you can live with him if you give your heart to him. If you choose to accept him as your personal savior, if you choose to turn from your sins and let him rule your life, you must believe in him and have faith that he is real and that he died on the cross for your sins. Can I give my heart to him now? Daphne asked. Most certainly, Angelina replied. Repeat after me this prayer. So Daphne repeated the words of this prayer that Angelina spoke. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So Daphne was saved and allowed the Lord Jesus to live in her heart. After weeks of visiting Angelina's Christian school and selling flowers, Daphne had to go back to her hometown. She didn't want to go, for she didn't want to leave Angelina. So they decided that after Daphne would leave the school, they would be pen pals by writing letters to each other every now and then. But before she left the school, she gave Angelina the aster flower while she held the dandelion when it was a fuzzball and blew the fuzz as it blew in the air.
This symbolized their friendship, as I said before, and this one was their last time to do it before Daphne left. So in short, it was their last goodbye. After many years of writing letters to each other, when Angelina was about to celebrate her 18th birthday, Angelina was already a successful young lady, as she was born into a rich family. Her father was to give Angelina her inheritance at the age of 18. Of course, she hasn't forgot about Daphne. Daphne was her lifelong friend, but she hasn't seen her in years. Because she was Daphne's best friend, she wanted Daphne to attend her 18th birthday. So, she wrote a letter to Daphne inviting her to her debut. Daphne accepted the invitation. So on June 18, Daphne and Angelina saw each other for the first time in years. Daphne never forgot how they first met. So she brought with her a basket of flowers from her hometown. As they celebrated her 18th birthday, Daphne gave Angelina the dandelion and the aster flower from her basket, and everyone around blew dandelion fuzz. Angelina's father gave her land as part of her inheritance. It was just a simple, plain land, but in honor of Daphne, her best friend, she ordered all the workers to plant flowers everywhere. But the flowers that she wanted to be planted the most were dandelions and asters. So she named the land after the two flowers, the dandelion and the aster flower. And Dandasterton came to be. But that's not the end of the story. Angelina's father gave her Dandasterton, but Angelina's mother gave her a fine, well-cut diamond. This diamond was given to Angelina's mom from her mom when she was 18, and it was kept in a small treasure chest. Angelina wanted to give the diamond to Daphne so that she could help her poor family, but Angelina's mom did not want Angelina to give it to her. When Daphne heard that Angelina was to give it to her, but her mom did not allow it, she told Angelina, Angelina, listen to your mom. I know that you want to help my family, but you must obey your mom. Remember, I have Jesus in my heart, and that is way more important than a diamond. Jesus is all I really need. Angelina then remembered that same day when she introduced Jesus to Daphne. It wasn't a big deal to Angelina at the time, but at this moment, she realized that it had a big impact on Daphne. What shall I do with a diamond then? Angelina asked. It's up to you, Daphne replied. So Angelina decided to keep the diamond in the treasure chest in Dan Dasterton. When she died, the people of Dandasserton kept the diamond inside the Dandasserton Museum. Aunt Addie finished the story, and Allie finished all the chocolate chip cookies while listening. And as always, after every lesson or story that Aunt Addie would tell, Amy would ask some questions while her aunt would give her some answers. Auntie, is the diamond still in the museum? Yes, Amy. Is it true that Daphne gave her life to Jesus? Yes, Amy. Is Jesus real? Aunt Adelie paused for a moment and got up from her chair to check if Amy's dad or mom were listening. When she saw that they weren't downstairs, she sat down and answered, Yes, Amy. Did you give your heart to Jesus? Yes, Amy. Why did you get out of your chair when I asked you that? Amy asked. Never mind that, Amy. Aunt Adelie said with a worried look, End of lesson. Amy and her family never talked about Jesus or Christianity or anything related to that. Aunt Addie was the only one who knew about Jesus and gave her life to him, but she wasn't allowed to talk about him whenever Mr. or Mrs. Anderson was around. Mr. Ad Anderson did not want Amy to learn about him, 
but Aunt Adelie wanted to teach Amy for 11 years. And during this time, she knew that this would be the last time Amy would be homeschooled by her. So she decided to tell her this story while it was still Friday. But why? Why is it that Mr. Anderson didn't allow it? That night, Amy slept content. At first, she didn't want to leave the house. But after the story that her aunt told her that afternoon, she was more than excited to transfer to Dan Dasterton. She dreamt about the story her aunt told her that night, and it was a pleasant dream indeed. She dreamt about blowing dandelion fuzz, the colorful flowers, and the diamond of Dan Dasterton, and the small treasure chest. So, that was chapter one of my book, Amy and the Fate Scouts, The Diamond of Dan Dasterton. Again, uh, my book is available on Amazon, and in case you want to know the spelling of it, in case, you know, you didn't hear me properly, the title of the book is Amy and the Fate Scouts, The Diamond of Dan Dasterton. A-M-Y space A-N-D space T-H-E space F-A-I-T-H space S-C-O-U-T-S and then there's a dash or a hyphen and then T-H-E space D-I-A-M-O-N-D space O-F space D-N-D-A-S-T-E-R-T-O-N Amy and the Fate Scouts, The Diamond of Dundasterton Thank you so much for listening uh, I started writing this book during uh in i started writing it on google docs in uh november 2020 but the idea of it started when i was around the age of 10. i remember writing down on a piece of paper uh the uh, chapter one which was called cookies at nine but that chapter will probably be for the second book but the idea was there already so and i'm so happy that this book finally got published and i'm so happy that you know, I get to hold it in my hands and it's printed out here. It's honestly such an honor for me that I'm a privilege to be a teenage author. And I thank God for giving me this privilege and giving me the ability to write this book. And I hope that a lot of people around the world, uh, uh, children, adults, uh, what, and all ages will be able to read this book and they will be blessed by it and they will get to know uh, Jesus Christ and they will, able to rec they will be able to recognize him as their personal savior because of this book. And I hope that this book leads a lot of people to Christ. Uh, I really value my relationship with God. And I hope that if you're listening uh, to this, then I hope that you also value your relationship with God. And if you haven't started your journey with him yet, then I ask you right now to, to give your life to him. As in the book, there was a prayer, there was a prayer that, uh, that Daphne and Angelina prayed together and if you'd like to pray that prayer right now then maybe you can repeat it after me if ever you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ yet so if you would like to give your life to Jesus Christ right now and you, if you'd like to be saved and born again then please repeat after me this prayer dear Lord Jesus I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness I believe you died for my sins and arose from the dead. I'm sorry, Lord, for sinning, and I'm sorry for falling short of your glory. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Now, I accept you 
as my personal Lord and Savior. I want you to rule my life from now on. Make me saved. Let me live my life for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope you are all blessed with this, uh, with this conversation or this talk. And I'm so uh, happy that I get to be here. And I thank you all so much for listening. And God bless. If you would like to know more about me, as I said before, my name is Nathania Gibrion, a compa de Masilio, and I have a YouTube channel called Nathania de Masilio. I was born on September 14, 2006, in the continent of Africa, in Nairobi, Kenya. But I'm a Filipino. Crazy, right? That's because two of my parents are Filipino. Now, you may be wondering, why do I speak English when I am a Filipino? Well, the way my parents raised me was they spoke English most of the time. It's probably because we live in a missionary family. And I'm also hoping to be a missionary when I'm probably beyond 20 years old. My passions in life are making YouTube videos, writing books, singing, dancing, drawing, and acting. I really want to be an actress when I grow up, but I haven't really started on that. In the Philippines, it's hard for me to find auditions and all that. But I'm hoping that one day I'll be able to go to Los Angeles so that I can have an acting agency and I can have auditions. But I'll trust God to wherever he wants me to go. My favorite color is also green. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Bye. You're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul with your host, Shanice C.L. Coleman. Thank you to featured storyteller Natania Demasilo. Yay! She is the 15-year-old published author of Amy and the Faith Scouts, The Diamond of Dandasterton. She graciously shared the first chapter of her book today. If you'd like to contact her directly, her email address, which I will spell, is N-A-T-A-N-Y-A-I-T-S at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to her YouTube channel, Natania Demasilo, spelled first name Natania, N-A-T-H-A-N-I-A, last name Demasilo, D-E-M-E-C-I-L-L-O. That's Natania Demasilo. And I hope, Natania, that I am pronouncing your name correctly. I think I am. I think I am. Also, listeners, to purchase a copy of her book, please find her on Amazon.com under her name or the book title. And again, the book title is Amy and the Faith Scouts, The Diamond of Dandasterton. Now, if you missed any part of Natania sharing her story here on Radio Theater for Your Soul, well, please go back and listen anytime, as often as you like and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen on our website at radiogathering.wixsite.com slash radiogathering. And please follow us at Radio Gathering on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Listeners, we are midway through season seven, the spring series here at Radio Theater for Your Soul. And you know by now, if you've been tuning in, that the focus is on the stories being told. All kind of stories and all kind of storytelling. So there's no interview segment with the storytellers as in previous episodes. However, pending popular demand, the interview segment may return in the near future. But in the meantime, I encourage you to please connect with the featured storyteller via their requested form of contact or via Radio Theater for Your Soul. And finally, I sign off weekly with a poem or what I call a poetic offering. I write because I have plenty to say. What I hear in my heart must be written today. The words just flow and paint a beautiful scene. My pencil is God-inspired, and I'm only 15. (laughs) That poetic offering is titled, Natania's Story, written by yours truly. This is Radio Theater for Your Soul, where storytellers gather around the mic. I am your host, Shanice C.L. Coleman, also known as Courageous Love. Thank you to God, family, friends, ancestors, and you. Thank you so much for listening. It's Radio Theater for Your Soul. It's Radio Theater for Your Soul. Where storytellers gather around the mic. Come on, let's go. Live readings, traditional, contemporary, original, scripted plays, film, and poetry. The storytellers gather around the mic to be with your host, Miss Shanice C.L. Coleman, a.k.a. Courageous Love, always just a cut above. Yeah. Storytellers gather around the night. Storytellers.